Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And with you in the studio tonight, it's me, Bonnie, Lori, and Nikki. Michigan, to join state-level effort to regulate AI political ads as federal legislation is pending, which I hadn't heard of that federal legislation banning AI political ads. Um, It seems kind of funny. Um, If it's just something like, oh, they needed a background picture for b-roll like while they're talking about starving children they'll have an ai starving children you know um that would be ridiculous um it's all ridiculous because laws are ridiculous like humans telling other humans what to do by threat of force is ridiculous but i assume it's some idiocracy level like deep fake showing their opponent like child slave factory behind or something you know oh my gosh so that's probably (laughs) what they're Trying to make uh, sure doesn't happen, even though, I mean, that would be ridiculous. I feel like people should use their common sense to figure out what is and isn't real. But there are lots of people who just aren't used to the internet at all that fall for those deep fake things really easily. Like, it's so bad. Have you seen videos of people doing, like, showing my mom a deep fake of, like, Joe Biden and the, like, boomer generation? They're always like... I can't believe he said that. He said, smoke weed every day or something, <laughs> whatever it is. I don't think it's just the boomers. I think it's mm. people in general. I see people all the time. There was somebody posted a story today um, in one of the groups that I'm in about mm-hmm. L-cysteine in bread, which L-cysteine is an amino acid mm-hmm. and it comes from hair products. Oh, okay. So they take like hair, sometimes human hair and animal hair, and they put it in acid and um, you know, it disintegrates and then they distill that down to its essential amino acids and that's what's used as the L-cysteine in the products. And so people are freaking out like, oh, I don't want hair in my food. Like, it's not hair. Kind one. of freaky though. It's free- I mean, it's not the worst thing you're going to eat. Yeah. If, you, if you're eating processed food, you're eating gross bugs. things anyway. Bugs. If you go to eat at a restaurant, you're probably eating people's hair, like straight mm, up hair. That's a good point. You know, so... People just believe whatever they see, too. They don't read into it. They're just like, oh, no, there's hair in my bread. Like, they ground it up into hair dust and put it in there. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely not just boomers. I kind of feel bad when I just pick on just boomers for things like that. I'm sure anyone could fall for it. I just happen to see videos of people's, like, older parents or grandparents falling for, you know, Joe Biden saying smoke weed every day. Gigi from South Carolina, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi, everybody. Good evening to all our fellow listeners out there across this good old U.S. of A. celebrating the holiday. Happy Hanukkah! And guess what? My husband and I received a wonderful letter from Ian. Yay! Oh, nice. He told me that you wrote him. I've been writing to Ian, and he wrote a fabulous, positive, upbeat, super wonderful letter. He's keeping busy. He's doing yoga. He's reading. (laughs) He is exercising. He speaks to his lovely wife, Bonnie, several times a day. And he said he is not freezing. They keep the prison facility comfortable at a good temperature. And he started discussing the war between Israel and Gaza and the Holocaust, and expressing political opinions. 
I was in heaven when my husband read the letter out loud for us to enjoy. Oh, it was wonderful nice. hearing from him, and of course, we will continue to stay in touch with him. Yay. Oh, that's great. Thanks, he did tell CG. me that he received, I think, two letters from you, so thank you so much for writing him. That's really sweet, Of Gigi. course, of course, and we just are very, very, what's the word, supportive because he founded this program Mm -hmm. and my husband and I believe very strongly in free speech, as all the listeners know, and it was something very important. And when the captain, who I have a secret crush on, all of America (laughs) knows, (laughs) gave me the address, I told my husband, I'm writing Yay, I really appreciate that, Gigi, and you're not the only person who has pointed out that Ian is keeping a very positive um, state of mind. That was wonderful to read. Yay. It is very inspiring, isn't it? engaged in personally, collectively, it keeps his mind stimulated, his body physically fit. These are critical. As the captain has pointed out, you need to have a purpose or several purposes because routine can become very humdrum and mundane mm-hmm. yeah. in any circumstance, right? Right. I, I definitely agree. Um, and it's very cold here in Charleston. <laughs> I'm wearing my husband's socks. I drink hot coffee and hot tea all freaking day, and the heat is on. We're not used to this weather. What temperature is it down there? It's in the 40s tonight. That's too cold <laughs> for my... Listen, I was raised in Miami. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm educated yeah. in California. It's too cold for me. Yeah. yeah. I think it's 28 degrees outside right now in New Hampshire. Oh at my least, God. At least in where it. we are. I've been ha- this you year. You can have it, ladies. <laughs> well, thank you so much for the call, Gigi. Did you have anything else on your mind? No, just anyone who's celebrating, have a happy and healthy Hanukkah and soon a wonderfully healthy Christmas. Michigan is joining an effort to curb deceptive uses of artificial intelligence and manipulated media through state-level policies as Congress and the Federal Elections Commission continue to debate more sweeping regulations ahead of the 2024 elections. Campaigns on the state and federal level will be required to clearly say which political advertisements airing in Michigan were created using artificial intelligence under legislation expected to be signed in the coming days by Governor Gretchen Whitmer, a Democrat. So they just have to say that it was created by yeah, AI? Okay. That, that's pretty easy. That's you I know, mean, that kind of sounds fair. I don't think we need like legislation over this, but right. yeah, it just seems like that would be, you know, best practice, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as someone creating an ad, especially if it's like deep fake style. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Lori was saying, maybe it's just for... If they want a picture of their opponent, but I forgot what you said. <laughs> Standing in front of a child slave factory. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. And that would be a nice thing to do, have this is AI generated at the bottom. But it's also right. like that might be pretty obvious. Yeah, it, that's what I said. I was like, <laughs> you know yeah, maybe though. Some people need to learn to use common sense, but... They, I- some of them are really, like, I, I've seen some videos where I like genuinely have to like stop and think like, is this real or not? Hmm. Especially if it's something that like the person would probably say. Right. There was right, yeah. They could make a video of their opponent saying all kinds of terrible things. Yeah, that's you know not real. So yeah, but, but you're like, this is a politician, so they tend to say all kinds of terrible things. Right. So I don't know. Could be hidden camera footage for all I know. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. That's such a good point. If it was like, oh, hot, on a hot mic, 
Right. Joe Biden said, I hate black people. I'd probably believe that because of the right. way he talks. I think he actually did people. say that. <laughs> really? Probably. I mean, he's like a lifelong racist. Well, that's what from, I'm saying. From like when he was like a senator, like back in the day. That's what I'm saying. So like, uh, that's why I would believe it from all the stuff he has said. But I don't know about a hot mic saying I hate black people, but he did imply that black people can't get on the Internet. That was only like two years ago. Yeah. And um, he said that he didn't want his kids growing up in a, quote, racial jungle, just not even on a hot mic, like out in the open. Um, that was a while ago. Considering though, right? desegregation. Yeah. yeah. Which, oh, my God, he's that old. That's crazy. That's, That's the thing. very old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I forget. I think Mitch McConnell might be older than him, but I saw this video on Instagram and it was the the video said, this was the like, Billboard number one song the year Mitch McConnell was born, mm-hmm. which was 1942, and it was like a big band, like, swing song. Wow, that's so funny. And, and it's like, yeah, when you think of it, like, okay, yeah, 1942, like, that was like World War II. That was the type of music. But it just really puts it into perspective for you. Like, these people are old as dirt. And they're making laws. They're else. all about to die. Yeah, and they're making totally laws for your children yeah. to follow. Right. Like, that just doesn't seem like it's fair. I used to know the top song when I was born, but I kind of forgot. I, I'll find it during the break. What Do you guys know what the top song when you were born was? Um, I looked it up before, but kind of like you. I did too. I it's forgot. Crosses. Who who sings Crosses? It's like a rap group. Oh, I don't, oh, know. I don't even Crossroads. Crossroads. I don't know. I'll figure it out know. later. It's a song I like listened to. And I was like, wow, I've never heard this before. But it's a really popular oh, band. Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yes, it's Bone Thugs yeah. and Harmony. That was the top song when I was born. And I was like, uh, a little disappointed. I don't know that that band very well or anything. Not trying to say they're bad or something. If you like them, they're probably better than like the rap that comes out today. They say that the Republican National Committee in April released an entirely AI-generated ad meant to show the future of the United States if President Joe Biden is reelected. Disclosing in small print that it was made with AI, it featured fake but realistic photos showing boarded-up storefronts, armored military patrol in the streets, and huge increases in immigration creating panic. Oh, my God. Immigration. That's ridiculous. When have, when have, have you ever sh- seen... How do you show that in a video? I, I don't know, just like... Brown people walking around and white people <laughs> screaming. <laughs> it's just, that's what I was going to say. Like, what kind of like immigration panic actually happens in the United States? Like, people standing around like panicking. There's so many Mexicans here or something. That's just ridiculous. But um, they should be allowed to, you know, make whatever ad they want. And then people should be allowed to make the decision that they suck if they want to. In July, never back down a super PAC. What the heck is a super PAC? I don't think I've ever heard that. A PAC is a political action committee, but I didn't know there was such a thing as a super PAC. Okay. Until I never back down, a super PAC supporting Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis used an AI voice cloning tool to imitate former President Donald Trump's voice. Oh, I remember this, and he didn't know it was AI, I think. Making it seem like he narrated a social media post he made despite never saying the statement Allowed. Okay, so Donald Trump did say the thing on Twitter, but, but he, he didn't, just say, didn't it aloud. say it out loud. Okay, so experts say these are just glimpses of what could ensure ensue if campaigns or outside actors decide to use AI deepfakes in more malicious ways. Is that supposed to be scary? 
Yeah, we, these are we just made some him of say the a thing that he actually said. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like if if I I don't know if somebody showed me one of my tweets that was really bad and I was like, yeah, well, I didn't say it out loud. Like, <laughs> yeah, like kind of a cop out. Yeah, right. I didn't ever say it out loud with my own mouth. This keeps reminding me of, you know those, like, how they would take, like, Obama's voice and, like, make him sing a song? <laughs> that was, like, the original, like, AI. I don't know. <laughs> That's just, like, what it reminds me of. Like, they'll do it with, like, Obama and Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And they'll just, like, but they'll take, I think it's things they're actually saying. And they'll take, like, snippets Alex from, Jones. like, speeches. Oh, yeah, right. They'll I know take, the like, Alex snippets. Jones ones, like, the DMT, the DMT. Yeah. One. But I see what you're saying. And then, like, auto-tune it or something. Yeah. Yep, that is basically the same thing. Like, somebody could be like, wait, and then you like, said that? Yeah, it's like, wait, Obama didn't really sing that song? Yeah, but that's kind of a good point because it's like people <laughs> use their brains and didn't vote thinking that Obama sang some silly auto-tuned YouTube yeah. video song. I mean, I voted for Obama because uh, I thought he sung Fly Like a G6. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah, did you do like, that? wait, did you really? Because I couldn't even vote for Obama yet. My no, first yeah, I don't, was, yeah, yeah, I probably wasn't even old enough. Yeah, my first time was 2016, and I was 20, I think. Um, but it says, experts are saying that is just a glimpse of what could happen, what the terrible things that could happen. It says, so far, states including California, Minnesota, Texas, and Washington have passed laws regulating deepfakes in political advertising. So they've already done that. Similar legislation has been introduced in Illinois, New Jersey, and New York, according to nonprofit advocacy group Public Citizen. Under Michigan's legislation, any person, committee, or other entity that distributes an advertisement for a political candidate would be required to clearly state if it uses generative AI. The disclosure would need to be in the same font size as the majority of the text in print ads and would need to appear for at least four seconds in letters that are as large as the majority of the text. In television ads, according to a legislative analysis from the State House Fiscal Agency, deepfakes used within 90 days of the election would require a separate disclaimer informing the viewer that the content is manipulated to depict speech or conduct that or conduct that did not occur. If the media is a video, the disclaimer would need to be clearly visible and appear throughout the video's entirety. That's a little weird. Why would it need to be... Oh, the disclaimer, sorry. Okay, I see now. That was saying that the generative AI would need to appear throughout the video's entirety. But basically, I just think this is something that is kind of silly altogether like, yeah, people, some people could get, you know, de- deceived by it, but then the other people could make a statement like, I didn't say that. And then it, it kind of makes them look bad. Like, this already happened, actually. It was um, not the one from July. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the one from July because that seemed on purpose. But DeSantis's campaign was saying that Trump did or said something that he did not do or say. And then it turned out that it was AI and he had to to apologize. When it just makes you lose credibility. Right, exactly. So that's the thing. Like, you know, Donald Trump was able to respond and be like, that wasn't, that didn't happen. That's AI. And then he was like, you know, it's easy enough to handle these things. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's it. He's like, okay, that wasn't really me. This is proof that it wasn't me. And now you look like an idiot. I don't care that somebody tries to make somebody else lose an election. It's just like Hillary Clinton's a disgusting lady. 
you know what's the most disgusting thing about Hillary Clinton that I hate more than like anything she's ever done when she like had power was um when she was a defendant a public defender right okay sorry a public defender not a defendant um there was this little girl who's like eight and got raped to where she almost died in like the middle of nowhere in Arkansas um and she, Hillary Clinton was the defender of the men who were accused of raping her mm-hmm. well Hillary, Hillary Clinton then just like you know do what she had to do because she's a public defender and I understand all that like well, you know, you got to sign to this. You got to be the defender. It's not like I'm like, oh, she shouldn't have taken that. No, everybody deserves counsel because, you know, he's um, innocent until proven guilty. But she went out of her way to, like, do all these disgusting things, like yell at the girl, tell the girl she's a liar. And she's like eight year old who got raped and almost died. Uh, I didn't hear about this. She, I can't remember, like, all the details. But whenever I read that story, I was like. I hate her. She's like disgusting. Like Soulless. she went above and yeah. beyond. Yeah. Like absolutely traumatized that. That's like because she's a, like a grown lady now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It that's really is. like really, really sick. Yeah. I hate Hillary Clinton. She's like yeah, a gross Hillary person. Clinton sucks. So I really don't care what somebody does to her like almost at all. Nearly, yeah. nearly in, at, at all. Well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, shunning. We don't like you because you're a bad person. So, right. you know, he's going to make this meme. Right. Telling people to text to vote for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. I just, I can't believe that that's something that somebody went to prison over. Even if it's seven months or whatever. It's not, not a whole year. Nobody deserves to be put in a cage for that. The next thing we want to tell you about is, I think you said it was Colorado. Colorado, yeah. Um, banning fat shaming or something like that. Oh, that's lame. <laughs> something like that. So this is from thehill.com. It says, Colorado to ban fat phobia, discrimination in workplace and housing. Several other states are looking at similar laws. Lawmakers in Colorado, America's healthiest state, are expected to pass legislation that bans bias based on fat phobia to prevent employers and landlords from discriminating against those who are overweight. Fat phobia hmm. is defined as the aversion to fatness or fat people. How could you even prove that? It's just, it's silly anyway. I, you know, I go out in the world and I see people. I don't see any employers um, not employing fat people. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I mean, unless it's, people. um, I don't know. Like, I'm sure, I'm like sure, gym, like, some. Maybe. Yeah, or, like, I remember I worked at a restaurant once and then it, like, dawned on me, like, a few months into working there, like every, like all of the servers, like all the female servers were like blonde hair. And then all of the male servers and bartenders were all like brown hair with a beard. Like they, everybody looked the same. And I was hmm. like, this is kind of weird. He probably so did. I'm, it, it Whoever did. hired people probably had a preference. For yeah. Yeah. Like you could tell. And it was the same hiring manager. Like you could tell this guy like just. Was more like whether it was like subconscious or not. He was attracted crazier, to this type of actually. people. Yeah, like if it, I, I don't think it was conscious either. I mean, hmm. it might have been, but hmm. it was just like a weird. Would have been a really strange coincidence, but yeah, that's pretty funny. But yeah, plenty of fat Shouldn't people are employed. There's plenty of fat yeah. people that are employed, and then this also opens up doors to things like, say, you are a server, like a server job, and someone comes in who weighs 400 pounds and wants to apply for the job, they're not going to be able to do the job. They no, it's like, like you can't well, even fit without... in the dish room. You know what I mean? Like right. you can't fit in the small spaces right. that like it would just be like impractical. And, and even if you could fit in whatever, in the entire room that you need to be in, 
it does say something about you, unlike your skin color. Like, you yeah. being 400 pounds says something about the way you act and conduct yourself right. more yeah. than, oh, you were born with this skin color. Yeah. You know? Nobody was born 400 pounds. Yeah. But you can't even do a lot of jobs without serious accommodations. And then you're going to make your choices the problem of employers or landlords. Mm-hmm. Like they have to build a wheelchair ramp for you because you can't walk anymore. Or oh my like, goodness. You know, or like um, give you special, you don't have to do all of your duties that your coworkers would have to do. Because your knees are you, yeah, hurting. Yeah, because your knees hurt. Or you like physically can't fit into a space. Like Nikki said, like the dish rooms are real small, tight spaces. It's just silly. And, and that's the thing. Like, I understand um, they're having to be, like, ramps for people with wheelchairs and stuff like that who are definitely, like, customers. Like, I understand that. Um, I don't think people should be uh, threatened with force over it. It should be, like, a shunning thing. Like, oh, those people refuse to put a wheelchair ramp over there for my friend that has a wheel- wheelchair. Like, I'm not going to shop there anymore, you know? Right. But um, I don't understand people being forced to give any kind of accommodations for somebody that they're being forced to hire. That is just terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, if you would just rather not, like, you, it's not necessary if you hire the, the other person, so you choose to hire them instead of this one, it's pretty messed up. It's, like It's just going to become like affirmative action where, yeah. oh, we have to have a certain number of fat people now, so I can't give the job oh, to yeah. this person who is better for the job. I have to give it to that person over there because they have a higher BMI. Like, it's it doesn't make any sense. And I'm sorry, but no. I've been saying for a long time that... Like, really fat people like to complain that their lives are really hard for, like, just getting made fun of and stuff like that. But not only is it, like, in their control, so that's one part that annoys me, but I would say being, like, super skinny got me the same amount of things they complain about. Like, when I was in high school, I was, like, 80 pounds in um, 11th grade and 85 pounds. And I would go to, like, all the stores all my friends shopped at and just, like, there weren't clothes that would fit me in some categories, which is the same thing that, like, you know, fat girls would complain about. Only the thing is, like, they would specifically be, like, Brandy Melville chooses to make small clothes. They don't do that anymore because that's super unwoke nowadays. Yeah. I'm really tall. I have a problem finding mm. clothes, too. I got made fun of for being yeah. tall. Everyone's mm. made yeah, fun of for right. something. And, and like, yeah. other girls would be like, are you anorexic? And I'd be like, no. I just don't eat meat or anything that's good for me, and I am, I guess, starving technically. Well, and, like, really, like, it's easier to lose weight than it is to gain weight in most cases. Mm. Like, with people who are, like, very thin and they just, like, have, like, a really, like, you know, hyperactive thyroid or high metabolism or whatever... Um, I mean, we're talking about people who are like obese too, not like, oh, you're overweight. Like, no, you're like three, 400 pounds. Like you're, you had to try to get that fat. Like you don't, that's not just like, oh, I have a slow metabolism or, oh, I'm kind of like, you know, I don't really, you know, exercise that much. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. That's like a slight increase in your weight. That's not 400 pounds status. So it says, fat phobia is defined as the aversion to fatness or fat people. The law aims to prevent landlords from denying rentals based on weight limits and to implement workplace accommodations for overweight Americans. So that's another thing, denying rentals due to weight limits. Say your house literally can't support that kind of weight. So a bathroom, you're, you have a giant ceramic piece of furniture, basically, mm-hmm. the tub, and then you fill it with hundreds of gallons of water, yeah. and then you put another 400 whatever pounds in there maybe the house can't take that wow i'm just like so do you have saying to you build can't do more that anymore? you cannot have weight limits in your house i haven't even like ever thought about that needing. is crazy like i, I i'm like 
Yeah. I've never fathomed that someone would be that fat that it's like the weight limit is like 500 pounds and you have exceeded that. Right. Well, I I often step into the... Oh, yeah. yeah. I think about it on elevators, but sometimes I like get into the uh, bathtub and I think like, oh, my God, what if it fell into the next floor right now? Like, that'd be so scary. But I don't know. I have even then I wasn't thinking about like, oh, that's actually possible with some people. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) But they're going to make that illegal. That's absolutely unfathomable. So you'd have to put like extra supports in your house so you can rent to this person because now you can't deny them. Well, and it's like, no, if you break my bathtub because you're so fat, like you're paying for that that's a problem right yeah, that's a problem break toilet seats like yep, breaking crack- toilet yeah seats. that's pretty common seats from yeah too big mm-hmm. i know people personally who have done that i do too that's and they weren't even up. that fat oh that's crazy that is crazy yeah well how fat do you have to be because like this one girl i know she's Maybe like 300 big. pounds yeah that's kind of fat though that's yeah, yeah. i also watch my 600 pound <laughs> life yeah yeah so like that's my like standards really for like really fat has has gone up I re- um, there was one episode. I don't watch the full episodes. I watch like the clips on YouTube. Just you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Keep me occupied sometimes. I might do and, that. Um, like tonight. There was a 26 year old man, 26, and he weighed 940 pounds. Oh my no. goodness! And he there was like a scene that That's they like showed. A horse. How do you almost weigh a thousand pounds? Like how? That's so crazy. And there, there's a scene where he's in a wheelchair, like crying. Cause he's like, I'm in so much pain. And it's like, dude, it's hard to feel bad for you. Yeah. You weigh almost a thousand pounds. You did this to yourself. Yeah. That is absolutely crazy. And yeah, it is hard to feel bad for him. Like, yeah. I still do feel bad for him yeah. that he's in pain, but right. I don't feel like it's not his fault or that yeah. bad for I don't feel as bad for him as I feel for someone who's just born with a disease that makes them yeah. in pain, you know? So that's how I feel about all addictions. Like, I have empathy for people that are addicted to food or heroin or yeah. whatever, but I don't... It's not really... It's your choice. Yeah. You're making the choice every single time you do the thing. Yeah. You are making a conscious choice yep. to give in. And I think, um, like, the whole rhetoric, especially with, like, substance abuse, the whole rhetoric of... um oh, it's a disease, it's not your fault. Uh, the 12 steps where they're like, you have no responsibility, God. You know, it's like that's the disease. whole thing. And like that's the thing where it's like... I didn't ever, I'm never going to wake up one day addicted to heroin. Yeah, like yeah. you had to do that. Like you have to do the thing before you get like legit addicted to it. And it's like, right. yeah, you could have had so much trauma and like so many things. Yeah, predisposition, like all Fine. of these things, like that's real, but like... To tell people that, oh, your brain is just different than everyone else's, that has created such a society of people who are now addicted to things because they think like, oh, well, my brain chemistry, like this is something that is completely out of my control. Yeah. I'm predisposed to diabetes. You know what I do? I don't eat Oreos and stuff. Like, yeah, I I don't. I just try to eat good. Yeah. (laughs) No. And it's like with anything, you know? Yeah. Right. So, like, it, it's the same thing as depression. Like, there was yeah. absolute proof that uh, last year, and people were still fighting with me on Twitter about saying, like, I was like, oh, I, I always knew this was true. That yeah, of course. It's not true that, oh, some people are just born with a imbalance in their brain and they're always be depressed and they always need SSRIs. Like, I just have never believed that. And it no. came out to be true. That, I'm sure the SSRIs cause an imbalance in your brain. Right. Oh, yeah. You know and, what I mean? Like, yeah, even you were fine. Yeah. Yeah, you were fine until you started taking all of these drugs to, like, mess with your brain chemicals. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, like, antidepressants work for some people and that's, that's fine if, like, that's how you want to handle that. But, yeah, the rhetoric of, 
oh, it's a chemical imbalance in your brain. Your brain is wired differently than everybody else, and there's nothing you can do to control this. That is absolutely doing a disservice to people. And the reason why that rhetoric was even created was to make people dependent on substances. So they can, you know, have to keep buying this for the rest of their life to feel like they're going to function properly. And also just because, like, it benefits the government so much for people to feel like they're victims and other people need to take care of them. Because if they get in that state about something, then they'll feel about it. They'll be more likely to feel that way about other things, including like, oh, I can't um, be in... Uh, be responsible for my own safety. I need somebody else to do it. So I yeah. guess I'm going to have the government do it, you know. That's what all government systems are designed to do is to make people feel like they need someone to tell them what to do. Right. Yeah. The school systems, the government jobs and stuff. Like I worked um, in 2000, a long time ago. I worked for the census and mm. it's just a whole bunch of handholding. You were, like, knocking on doors? No, I worked in the office. I was, like, one of the supervisors for the door knocker people. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just hand-holding. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. The Rocky Mountain State is the skinniest in the country, boasting the lowest obesity rate at 25%, according to data from Trust for America's Health. In contrast, West Virginia, the unhealthiest state, has a 71% obesity rate, which is crazy. 71%. Alabama? um, West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia. That's a lot. That is crazy. The most obese U.S. states lack laws against weight discrimination. However, five of the healthiest states are proposing anti-weight discrimination laws. Crystal Hartman, an activist with the Obesity Action Coalition, expresses that the initiatives will foster greater acceptance for overweight Americans. Wait, did you say that it was 70% are obese? Because here... 71% obesity rate in West Virginia. That's so weird that this is that off. Okay, I'll I'll just... I I assume that's right. I was going to get a whole... Um, article about like we want like if we wanted to see like where New Hampshire was and everything, but this one is so off. I I just can't believe that it would be that off. It's um. What are the years though? Forty percent. Yeah, I, I didn't find that. Oh, it says because I'm sure it's drastically increased. Oh, really? Yeah, but this says forty percent, so that's like way off. So I I just don't trust this one all of a sudden. But at least according to this one, it says it's ranked number thirty eight. Like. No, it goes in order of most obese to least obese, and it says that New Hampshire is thirty percent. I also think I like the um, like the actual qualification for obese, like the BMI standards, mm-hmm. isn't. I mean, it's not always super accurate. So I'm wondering like where they're getting this data from, and like what their definition of obese is. Because I remember when my father was getting like life insurance or something, or like health insurance. He isn't super tall, but he's very muscular. Like, he works out, has probably, like, if we're talking about, like, percentage body fat, probably has a a rather low to average percent of body fat. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, based on his BMI, because literally all BMI is, is, you know, weight. like, your weight and your height. It doesn't take anything else into, into like, the factor. Um, he was obese. 
in his whatever it was going to go up. So he had to like lose like 10 pounds for the, for the exam just so his rates wouldn't go up. But, and if you looked at him, you'd be like, this guy is not obese. Like he looks so healthy. He's just muscular, but muscle weighs more than fat. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this article must just be off because this is trust for America's health. And it says it's the 2023 numbers. And it says that um, West Virginia is at 41%, Louisiana 40.1%. So I feel like that article is just typoed or something. Maybe. So weird. Or maybe they're using like different metrics. Yeah. That's just crazy to think of 70% of people in a whole state being obese. That is a lot. That's crazy. Oh, All right. So. I'm just being autistic about that because I wanted to get, <laughs> I don't know, down to the bottom of that. But you can go on. Crystal Hartman, the activist, says, just to humanize this disease... And to take away the blame and the shame that is incredibly important. What's the disease? Take away Obesity? the blame and the shame. Being fat, yeah. Yeah, okay. they want to take not, away the blame and the shame. That's not a disease, but uh-huh. okay, continue. It's incredibly important, <laughs> just like it is all the other types of discrimination that these laws are looking to abolish. This is a huge step forward for us, and we really hope that this is the start of a grassroots effort across the U.S. So weight stigma, weight bias, and weight discrimination is a thing of the past instead of part of our present and our future, she said. Colorado aims to pass the fat phobia legislation sometime in 2024. You know what, like, makes me the most annoyed about this is, like, the USDA food pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like, oh, it's a disease. No. You're literally, if you look at the food pyramid, like, the biggest portion of it is, like, processed carbohydrates, which we all know should not be the bulk of your diet. Like, the bulk of your diet should be things like meats and vegetables, but instead, they're telling people to eat an extra, like a very, you know, highly processed diet. And then you send your kids to public school and then they're eating highly processed food. And then, you know, people don't know how to cook food. So then they're feeding their kids all of these processed foods that are super high in sugars and, and carbs and, and subsidized. Yeah. And so it's a- like if you're on food stamps or if you have WIC, like these are the things that you are allowed to buy with... And- Lori yeah. was pointing out before the show when we were talking about this article about is a potato a vegetable that at school they considered, at least for a while, I don't know if they still do, pizza a vegetable at public schools. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because of the, the tomato sauce. Yeah. Oh, that's that was what it was? Yeah. I don't know. I'm assuming. Yeah, it was the tomato sauce. That's so Because nothing else on that is a vegetable. Right. That's crazy. We have Chuck from Washington. What's on your mind? Yeah, um... I've really thought a lot about this uh, whole American obesity thing ever since I, I I was over in the army in Europe for like five and a half years, and I uh, was in Norway for a while, hmm. and uh, Oslo, and I was amazed to see how, how many people were not obese. There was zero there. Yep. But there uh, was a, uh, <clears throat> you know, another observation I made about that. Uh, place was uh, the price for alcohol. Uh, the price was uh, uh, marked up for uh, food that was bad for you. So there was economic incentive for people to buy healthy food there. And that's just the opposite over here in the United States. And then the sick thing is they do this kind of capitalistic, controlled capitalistic uh, type of approach on people's access to healthy food. And then they have doctors they make money off of it. <laughs> and then you know what? They have doctors and lawyers working together to represent people who get in accidents because of their 
unhealthy physical condition, you can see the path that I'm going down here. Yeah, absolutely. It's, so they, they profit um, off of people being fat. Yeah, and yeah, then, it's sick. And then the pol- politicians are shareholders in these yeah. pharmaceutical companies who yep. make you the drugs that you need to take after you get too fat that your heart gives out. And So it really is uh, just the way our system is, the perverse uh, system that we live in right now that I, I think helps enable this uh, uh, psychological condition people have to let themselves selves deteriorate. I mean, I, I, at this point in time, I have had physical injuries, and it looks like my stomach, I gotta, I'm hiding a basketball in there somewhere. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you, um, I, I'm not going to become a liability to myself in my recovery for my injuries and, you know, the, all that. Uh, and I think there, that's a lot of uh, where this comes from, too, people get in a hole and they just can't get out of it, uh, whether that be the circumstances they had uh, made conscious choices to make or a car accident or what have you. Um, I think that should be considered, too, with this uh, this uh, situation, too. Um, well, and for but, some uh, people, it's actually, like, difficult for them to be healthy and for them to not be obese because they just have absolutely no clue how to eat healthy. Like I think of that, um, exactly. like when I think of like Weight Watchers and stuff like oh, that, yeah. or like Nutrisystem, like those things Lying where it's like, them. and it's like when you look at it, you're like, okay, all of this food is crap. Mm-hmm. Like this is all like processed garbage. Like none of this food Some is healthy. Seed oil. It's all like it's high fine. in calories, yeah, and, and it doesn't teach you how to eat well. No, it doesn't. And it's like well, it's it it's sad to yeah. think about. Like some people like genuinely don't know. Like because for me, it's so easy because I'm like vegetables mm. meat you know like like things that aren't processed like i i keep a relatively very clean diet and to me it's just so simple but there are so many people that i know personally who cannot even fathom it because they've been brainwashed essentially and especially if you're going by like government standards of health like i mentioned earlier where the bulk of your calories is supposed to come from processed carbohydrates like they're telling people that wheat bread is healthy even though it has a very high glycemic index in, in all of these things and it's like yeah how that's are you supposed to lose weight bank. what was that's that what's available you know i said that's what's available at the food bank you know what i'm saying yeah there's so that too when you, see, yep. when you see people uh go in there that that are uh morbidly obese to get their ration just think about are they really doing themselves any good with what we're doing here as far as giving people or or making because now that person the way it works right now is the the people that are in in that condition they they might as well have smoked 30 uh cigarettes for the last 50 years of their life and they're 60 years old dying of cancer unscreened caller you're on free talk live what's your what's on your mind and what's your name my name is Robert on Daytona Beach. I have on my mind uh, what your topic is today concerning food and obesity. Um, I'm going to have to ask you to uh, turn off the radio in the background really fast before you continue. I uh, hear me uh, just shut that off. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. So you're, you want to talk about obesity. What did you want to say about that? Yes, yes. Uh I think uh, the cause for obesity is that uh, people are hungry, but really I want to make a public service announcement about a discovery I made recently. Okay. And I've been I've been experimenting with it. It's uh, 
putting food by without refrigeration. Uh, the old way, uh, the way uh, uh, the Europeans, people from Europe, and probably all over the world have done and are doing. How are you doing it? This knowledge is, this knowledge is not being passed on to Americans so much. Uh, you do, you do is you ferment cabbage. It's the best example is for sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. I love sauerkraut. You can too. put, yeah, you put the sour, the uh, cabbage. You cut it up and you process it in a way to make sauerkraut fresh, so that it's a living uh, food and it's not cooked. And that's and so good so for you good. too, for like your microbiome, right? Like your overall yeah, health, yeah. it's it is very healthy to have fermented foods in your diet. What, what else, though? Like, is that the only food that you've been experimenting with preserving? Is there uh, other types of things that you're preserving? Well, I look at, I look on uh, computer. I don't know if you want me to tell you the reference, but uh, this one uh, person I follow uh, uh, shows a variety of uh, ferments and. Uh, the particular uh, sauerkraut recipe I've been thrilled with is one that has cabbage, carrots, and uh, some other thing. Uh, and uh, it's okay. It's a vegetable. It's okay. Anyway, and and would it be? Uh, uh, I guess I'm not really prepared to tell you exactly what's in it, but. I'm ex- experimenting, and uh, I just made a batch with hot pepper, Ooh. cabbage, and uh, if you like hot pepper, then that's something else. Yeah. But you can put different kinds of vegetables in there, and uh, you just leave them on the counter. I've had it on the counter for over three days now, and it's just delicious. It's just you got to follow the process, and the only danger is you got to follow the process strictly. The government is on the case of a very, very important issue. Don't worry. They're going to figure it out for us. All you have to do is let them figure it out. We need to know, is a potato a vegetable or not? And that's what people out in D.C. are figuring out for us, which is just absolutely ridiculous. It says, botanists count potatoes as a vegetable. But should Americans? What? What? They so acting I mean, like botanists aren't um, like there's no American <laughs> botanist. Yeah. So there's that, and it's like okay, if this is like a vegetable, if it's technically a vegetable, then why would we classify it as anything else? Oh, why? Yeah. Why would you? I don't know. I, I, I could see people being if if the botanists were just wrong. Yeah, you should disagree with them if they're wrong. But it doesn't seem, to, in my opinion. If all other roots are considered vegetables, then yeah, it's a root, it's a vegetable, yeah. like a carrot, right? America is based on no reels, only feels. Yeah. <laughs> for everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just thought that was like a really strange, like two f- first sentences for this article. It's from the Wall Street Journal. So like I mean, these some... are the same people that are classifying pizza as a vegetable. Yeah. So. Yep. Right. Probably. Says the U.S. <laughs> Dietary Guidelines Ad- Advisory Committee has sparked the question setting the table for a round of spud sparring among scientists, potato growers, potato lovers, me, and parents. (laughs) Kids especially want credit for veggie eating or eating veggies in the form of fries, which, okay, it's not that it magically becomes not a vegetable. It's just that you're smothering it in heated up, um, you know, corn oil or sunflower oil or soy 
be an oil mm-hmm. and that's why it, beca- it becomes bad for you. It's still a vegetable. Right. If you take a baked potato and pour oil all over it, yeah. it's still bad for you. Yeah. So that's, so that's ridiculous. I mean, but yeah, you could, and you could say the same thing about like broccoli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Anything. Yeah, I mean. Just use butter instead. And that's why like most people are like, I'm eating a salad. I'm healthy. And it's like, you just drenched it in like <laughs> croutons and salad dressing. And like six pounds of cheese. It, and It yeah. could have been healthy, croutons but you just ruined too. it. Yeah, croutons are overrated. I, I've always hated croutons, and like other kids really like croutons, and I never understood that. Ian still believes that like sweatpants are basically pajamas. Like I'll sometimes be like wearing sweatpants that are not Cookie Monster <laughs> themed or something like that <laughs> to uh, you know Walmart or whatever, yeah. and he'll be like, "Oh, you can wear pajamas if you want." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's like totally I don't judging agree. you. I, I don't agree. unless you're like running track or like. In your house, lounging, no sweatpants. Oh my I'm gosh. not like super offended by it. I probably wouldn't. I have more. For, I call them formal sweatpants. Right. <laughs> I have my like nicer tight. sweatpants. Yeah, like there's and my worst ones. Yeah, like there's like a diff. Like there's like a tier system. Yeah, I definitely. You know what I mean, um, I guess if they're like kind of tailored e with like you know not yeah. schlubby and weird. Then yeah, if you okay. style, you just have to style yeah, them correctly. If it looks styled, yeah. okay. I got I some Aritzia sweatpants recently just because like. I think that people look so nice with them. They nearly look like car. They they're made to look kind of like cargo pants, mm-hmm. but they're feel like sweatpants. So I got those recently, and I love them so much. They feel so nice. But still, I went to go visit Ian wearing them. He was like, "You didn't have these pants before." I was like, "Yeah, I got them." And I showed them to him, and he was just like, "I don't know." He's I could tell he thinks they're pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> he ridiculous. knows. It's like you can't really tell they're sweatpants, but he still knows. Yeah, I mean, you kind of can. I'm just yeah. saying, like they're nicer like i have sweatpants that i absolutely actually wouldn't leave the house in and then i have some that i would like i went to go unfortunately pay taxes today but they were closed um but i, I wore these sweatpants you can't see them on you guys can't like, see what i'm wearing but what's the difference between like leggings like i wear leggings yeah you know what i mean fit i guess I'd, so yeah sweatpants are kind of schlubby looking i, I have i have like tight sweatpants that are like sweatpants material but like they might as well be leggings mm-hmm. that's okay so yeah. Uh, my thing about it is, uh, like, as I get older, I don't, I don't care what anyone else is wearing. So I'm not even like judging what other people yeah. wear at all. But I want to leave my house in leggings less, unless they're really good about absolutely zero. I wonder if I can say this on the air, but camel toe. Yeah, I think that's like, fine. I think that's fine. There, there can't be even like a hint of that. Like that's, yeah. I'm not gonna leave the house in that. But uh, yeah, I understand that. But even like going to like the you know like back to the Walmart like Cookie Monster pajama pants thing like the where we just moved recently right so like where we went um, we went to the local Walmart which is oh. you know it's like not not too far away but it's different than the Walmart in is Keen, it better right? than the Keen one it's a super Walmart so nice. like that's better oh my god but I was looking around that's and awesome. I'm like there were people in pajamas and I was mm-hmm. like I, like first thing I thought was like white trash. Yeah, that was like the first I was like and I, I said something to Matt. I was like, you can tell like the area we moved to is like a little bit more trashy than Keen. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I mean, do you remember Walmart? Like people were le- like in legit Close. pajamas. Oh, you know what I mean? I like, saying it, Keen. like even like like beyond sweatpants, like there's like going going out in sweatpants that whatever I can forgive. Yeah. You're wearing, like, printed pajama pants. Like, Stewie. Oh, my God. Ew. There was this guy I used to work with that wore these Stewie pajama pants all the time to, like... So, like, I worked 
at the grocery store bagging groceries. So I would see him there in these Stewie pajama pants. And you he can't do bad. that. You can't do that. But then I um, started working at the hotel. And a few years later, he got a job there and he smelled so bad. I complained about him multiple times. But yeah, he would. Oh, my God. I'm just traumatized by those Stewie pajama pants that he would wear out. Even if we like had an event like my hotel, we had so many like potlucks and stuff. And like people who weren't on the job would be allowed to come and like partake. And uh, he would, like, into the hotel we all worked at, wear those Stewie pajama pants. I feel like that shouldn't be, like, isn't that against the dress code? Well, he wasn't working, so they wouldn't tell him, like, you can't wear that. But that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's so inappropriate to, like, go to your workplace. I don't know. And it's, like, when you go to, like, different areas, like, if you go to, like, a nicer area, like, you're gonna, like, the way people are dressed in the grocery store or in Walmart is going to be different than, like, if you go to somewhere where people, you know, aren't... As cultured, so to speak, like yeah, they're gonna be dressed. I people will probably be like, "Oh, this is judgy," what we're saying, but yeah. I don't think so because the way that you present yourself to the world says a lot about how you yeah. care about yourself. And it's the same it thing. Does, as yeah. So if you don't put like, any effort into like looking normal, I guess yeah, is the yeah. word normal to society. You just go in your pajamas and your hair is not brushed yeah. and you look a mess. It says that you don't care. Yeah, about you don't have yourself. any. You don't have any say over how other people are thinking of you, right? Other than like just like presenting yourself in a way you want people to see you. So, and that's the thing. Like, I guess it doesn't really matter what other people think of you, obviously. But, but they're gonna think it though. But there's a certain kind of person. You know what I mean? Like, it, it does say something about your character because, like, the same person that's in Walmart in their pajamas, like. You know, like the CEO of a company who is dressed more formally to do anything, like they are leaving the house like well, like clean and, you know, like ready to whatever. Like if they ran into their boss or somebody or, if you know, there was a job opportunity at Walmart that they bumped into somebody and is networking, like they would feel proud of how they look. Like they will not leave the house unless they are clean and, and wearing, you know, decent clothing. The people who are like... Not, I mean, those are two different types of people, and it's always like that, almost definitely. And mm-hmm. the the other thing about it, and I'm not saying I will not like wear sweatpants to Walmart. I absolutely will. But like people who are just up, like either really obscene or in pajamas at Walmart. That's oh, that one too. A whole the different. Really obscenely dressed yeah. people, like with nothing on. Yeah, yeah. I love the the people of Walmart website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens a little less up here, maybe because it's cold half of the year. Yeah, but I feel like. <laughs> Um, even when I lived in San Antonio, I would sometimes be like, ew, what the, like, yeah, it's like, why are you wearing a a fishnet bodysuit? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're saying that white potatoes, which come in various colors are, and this is from the Wall Street Journal, by the way, white potatoes, which come in various colors are classified as starchy vegetables, but the committee, um, which is the U.S. Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee, the guy... Committee could uproot potatoes from the vegetable bin and toss them in with a broader category of rice and other grains and carbohydrates as the Departments of Agriculture and Human Health and Human Services weighs updates to national diet guidelines for 2025. I mean, I guess, yeah, it it has carbohydrate. Like, it's composed of carbohydrates. So, lots, so I guess lots of vegetables are. they like could that. say that. Yeah, like a lot of, like every single fruit is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and that's just like the chemical composition of food. Like 
proteins, carbohydrates. Like we're talking about like the, this is like the molecular structure of the food. I, it's just, I don't know. I, I just don't. This just sounds like so dumb. So I looked at the food pyramid because I didn't even know what it looked like because mm-hmm. well, they changed it. Is this the new one or the old one? They changed oh. it. The plate. Now it looks like a plate. Oh, because Americans are so dumb mm. that they couldn't read the original food pyramid, so they they made it a plate so it's easier hmm. for dumb Americans it's to just plate, to look at it. Like a pie chart plate or something, or just like a plate. They, with a they call it my plate. Yeah, mm. and it's like this is how much. They, so it's a it's a circle, right? It's a plate, and then they're like. This is how much carbs you're supposed to have, and it's half of the plate. This is how much meat you're supposed to have, and it's like a little portion. And this is how much like fruits and vegetables you're supposed to have. I just hate them no, so much because still a, it's still a pyramid. So they want hmm. you to eat mostly bread and rice. Yeah, is that why they want to put potatoes into that category so they could subsidize potatoes? Probably. Hmm. Yeah, you're you're right. Like when government is thinking of stuff like this, like. There's they have to a have reason. a yeah um alternate all well, you know ulterior motive right because yeah. otherwise why does it matter yep I mean one thing I was thinking was like they're just being they're get, making work like it's make work so that way they're like yeah. oh I'm busy yeah figuring out what a potato is no, there's always something yep and usually it has to do with money yeah it says the scientific debate isn't easy to follow you got to be really smart but it sounds like a half baked idea. To Cam Quarles, I guess that's a name, chief executive of the National Potato Council. Is that real? A potato industry group. That's crazy. So that so I feel like this is like, like what do you satire. Like to do in your free time. Oh, I head up the uh, potato council. <laughs> the potato council. Um. So Gosh. it seems like the potato industry is against this for some reason. Hmm. The dietary guidelines shape nutrition advice to Americans, as well as what foods are served in school cafeterias. So it is the same people that. Um, oh, so they were essentially vegetable. like lobbying because they were like, "We want more potatoes in school." Like they're trying to sell potatoes to whatever company serves the children the prison food that they get. Mm. So they want more potatoes. Somebody must be involved in that. It says the dietary guidelines. Okay, I already read that. Sorry. Um, they, de- they decide what nutrition advice schools get, as well as what foods are... Oh, I'm sorry. I read that so wrong. Potatoes, according to Quarles, which is the guy from the Potato Council, should be respected as a gateway vegetable. Kids are far more likely to eat dishes with <laughs> oh other God. vegetables if potatoes are involved, he said. That's just like how gateway good vegetable? Are. Like, why are they... Why do you have <laughs> just... to be tricked into eating vegetables anyway? I don't, because I'm your parents like, gave you candy. So confused, oh. yeah. It's because okay, this is the thing too. It's like most of the adults in the United States are like so unhealthy and have never eaten real food in their life that they also don't like vegetables. And it's like this is why your kids don't like vegetables right. because you're also not eating vegetables. It's like if you're feeding your kid broccoli, like you're singling your kid out and you're like, "Oh, you need to eat your peas," and you're not also eating that. Why would your kid think that that's appetizing? You know what I mean? Mm. And also, like, if you suck at cooking and you're feeding them, like, overcooked, bland broccoli with, like, no seasoning on it, like, of course that's it's so going to taste bad. You know, like, that. I, yeah, exactly. I just feel so grateful that my dad, like, loves to cook. Like, imagine yeah. that. Like, you're Even, a kid, you can't control your life, and you're getting served this bland, overcooked so broccoli. It's so sad. And that then you're, like, really being sad. punished for not eating it. It's oh like, God. well... This isn't food. Like this is slop. Like, what do you expect? Then again, I, I wouldn't eat any of the meat my dad made, and 
I had to get yelled at until I would finally eat it. Even if you don't like vegetables, you can still put them on your kid's plate. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.